Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, March 3rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis's Major League Soccer expansion team plays its first home game tomorrow night at City Park. The squad's sporting director has a warning for opponents coming into the new stadium to take on City SC. We are willing to eat them alive. We are willing to fight. We are willing to scratch and bite. And this is how we want to define ourselves. We will preview the long-awaited home debut of St. Louis City SC in just a few minutes. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is weighing in on legislation that could affect how St. Louis handles serious crime. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Lawmakers have moved bills that would allow governors like Parson to appoint a special prosecutor in St. Louis to handle violent crimes. They've also moved legislation that would reimpose a board that the governor appoints to oversee the city's police department. While emphasizing that it's too early in the legislative process to say whether he supports specific ideas, Parson says both proposals are worth considering. When I go overseas or I go to other states trying to recruit businesses, trying to get people to come up here, I've got to deal with that situation all the time. The special prosecutor and state police control bills have advanced through the House, but getting through the Senate will be more challenging if there's a Democratic filibuster. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis's Complete Streets Program Manager says several strategies will be considered to improve safety. Scott Ogilvie says construction on some projects could begin next year. He says the goal is to make streets safer for drivers, pedestrians, and cyclists. You might shrink an intersection. You might build a roundabout at an intersection, which has a big crash reduction factor. You might reduce the lane count, Mm -hmm. which affects the rate of speed. So those are all strategies. Those are things that will be on the table. He made the comments on St. Louis on the air. The projects will be funded through coronavirus relief funds. Mayor Tashara Jones has signed a law allocating at least $40 million of that federal money to the effort. Street safety is in the spotlight after a downtown crash that led to a 17-year-old losing her legs and another that killed four people. Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick is subpoenaing St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's office. Fitzpatrick is continuing an audit of city offices that began several years ago. The Republican official is seeking bank and credit card statements, policy guidelines, and other expenditure information. Fitzpatrick says Gardner, quote, isn't just refusing to cooperate with the state auditor's office. She's also refusing to cooperate with her own constituents. Gardner's office says the subpoena is a surprise and adds it will cooperate with Fitzpatrick. Gardner is already facing a judicial effort from Attorney General Andrew Bailey to remove her from office. The Missouri House has passed legislation limiting how much farmland some countries can own. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports it also bans a list of countries from acquiring the land. Five countries would not be able to obtain Missouri farmland under the bill. They are China, Iran, Russia, North Korea, and Venezuela. Furthermore, the governor, along with the state's Homeland Security Advisory Council, are required every two years to review this list. Democratic Senator Doug Beck said he's in favor of a blanket ban as opposed to picking and choosing who can obtain farmland. I don't think any other country should own that. Actually, I prefer to have Missourians own farmland in Missouri. That's really where I'm at, and and maybe that's... Maybe that's a little extreme, right? But but I think Missourians should own Missouri farmland. 
Smithfield Foods, which was bought by China, owns Missouri farmland. The bill would not be able to take away the currently owned land. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Senate has passed legislation allowing new mothers who qualify to keep Medicaid coverage for a full year. The bill now goes to the House. New moms who currently qualify just have coverage throughout their pregnancy and for 60 days after giving birth. Some senators who voted against the bill are concerned about some language barring women who receive services that are, quote, in violation of state law. They say the wording refers to abortion and could cause the federal government to reject the plan. The state of Illinois has launched a website for residents to track the progress of a newly created reparations commission. Claudia Morell has more. The commission was created in the lame duck session in 2021 as part of a larger package of bills aimed at addressing the economic legacy of slavery. Democratic State Representative Sonia Harper is a member of the commission. She says it will be their job to determine what reparations could look like in Illinois. Research, doing focus groups, um, engaging the community, looking at data, Um, involving, of course, activists and academics alike, especially those of African descent. Harper says the discussion of reparations boils down into two camps, the symbolic and the financial. She says she hopes the launch of the website will foster more engagement on the issue. I'm Claudia Morell. The long-awaited home opener for St. Louis's newest professional sports franchise is finally here. Major League Soccer's City SC will play its first home match tomorrow night at City Park. Coaches, fans, and players with deep local ties are excited the wait is over. City SC players have been training for this moment for months, including on an unseasonably warm day in January when goalkeepers were being put through their paces at the practice facility near Union Station in St. Louis. The team had a local flavor during that session. Rookie John Klein was on the practice pitch. He's the third generation of his family to play for St. Louis University, following his father and grandfather, who was part of the school's first national championship squad in 1959. I think growing up with my dad and my grandpa, I definitely have a lot of uh, St. Louis soccer history in me. Now, Klein wants to be part of the next chapter of St. Louis's rich soccer heritage as one of City SC's initial draft picks. That first pick in the second round, I was still available, and I thought, man, this would be a really good spot for me to go and you know, stay with them. They, they know who I am. I had a little bit of a feeling, but I, I didn't know for sure. He hasn't made the big squad yet. Klein signed a contract this week with SC's development team, City 2, for this season. His draft selection, though, follows the team's approach of building strong local connections. Sporting director Lutz Fannenschiel says Klein's St. Louis background, combined with his talent, made picking the Missouri native a no-brainer. He's such an intense, hardworking player, a player who is all over you, who literally you know, keeps on coming back at you, uh, he, he stands very much for that, how we want to play football. There's more local talent in the city SC system, including Caden Glover. The Columbia, Illinois native was signed as a 15-year-old as the first local player from the team's development pipeline. Miguel Perez is the second player with that homegrown designation. He was born in St. Louis, and the 17-year-old Pattonville High School student made his MLS debut last weekend when city SC played in Austin. Perez, Glover, and Klein fit into Fan and Shield's take-no-prisoners vision for City SC. Coming to St. Louis, 
the other teams should be scared, the other teams should be worried because we are willing to eat them alive, we are willing to fight, we are willing to scratch and bite. And this is how we want to define ourselves. Fenn and Shields' enthusiasm is spilling over to the team's supporter groups. Those are the flag-waving, drum-beating, hardcore fans who will be sitting in the north end of the stadium starting with this week's initial home match. Michael Hafner is an officer with the St. Louis City Punks. He says the arrival of a top-tier professional team is overdue, considering the region's vast soccer history and previous attempts at professional squads. The Stars' success way back in the day, and even recently with St. Louis FC, as a result of all of these successes, I think a lot of fans are surprised that it's taken as long as it has. Some deep-pocketed investors, led by City SC President and CEO Carolyn Kindle, finally made it all happen. But just when it looked like everything was falling into place, more patience was needed. City SC's debut was delayed one year by the pandemic. There were construction issues setting back completion of the soccer stadium in the downtown west area of St. Louis. But the wait is over, and Hafner is eagerly anticipating the first MLS match at City Park. It's going to feel surreal for me being in the stadium, hearing the national anthem, hearing the chants, seeing the flags waving, hearing from all the different supporters groups chanting in unison. I think that's what's very special about soccer that you don't always get with other sports. That atmosphere will take over the stadium tomorrow night when City SC opens the home schedule against Charlotte. They had a great start to the season last week with a thrilling 3-2 victory in Texas. A big thanks to Jonathan All for editing that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.